Thanks for checking out the third episode of the Spokane Public Schools podcast series on mental health and wellness. Today, you're getting two therapists for the price of one. You'll hear from Michelle and Tara, who work in our MAP program, which, if you've never heard of before, is a wonderful program for our students facing significant mental health issues. They do great work, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. So today we have a special episode because not only do I have one therapist, I have two therapists who both work at our MAP school. It's Michelle Owen and Tara Brown. How's it going, ladies? Good. It's good. Awesome. So as I mentioned off the top, both of you are mental health therapists in our MAP program, and I'm sure a lot of people listening probably don't know what MAP is. Can you guys tell us what MAP is and your role in the program as a therapist? So MAP is a school that serves kids in the district who have significant mental health issues that get in the way of their academic progress. And Tara and I are both licensed therapists that work at the MAP program. The kids are referred by their home school. We're a small, very structured setting. We have a middle school class and we have a high school class where there's three teachers and several IAs and the two therapists that are here today with you. We work with the student, we work with the family, um, we work with the teachers to kind of just develop a plan that's going to work for the kids. Like how can we help them develop the coping skills that are going to help them be be successful? How do we engage them in social, social situations that are going to help them be be successful? How, how do we um, create a safe and supportive environment for them in the school setting? And since we're so small and each of us, I mean, all of the kids see us once a week, sometimes more if we're doing group, sometimes more if their anxiety or their depression or their thoughts are just really getting in the way. So all of our kids have a mental health diagnosis ranging from severe depression, anxiety to thought disorders like auditory and visual hallucinations. Many of them have post-traumatic stress uh, disorder as well and have had hospitalizations in the past. And Tara, you said uh, your school is very small. You only have maybe a couple dozen kids. Yeah, our high school has around 24 and our middle school around eight. So our class sizes are around eight, 10 would be our fullest. Um, so yeah, with three high school classes and a middle school class, we do stay pretty small and each of the kids will be assigned to either Michelle or myself um, to work on therapy services and how we can help them be successful at school. Hearing you talk about working with MAP and the students there, it sounds like it can be very challenging, but also very rewarding when you're able to help that student when they're a senior and they get to go out and they are able to flourish. I went to MAP's graduation in June and very small, only about you know six or seven kids, but just seeing all of the staff there being so happy for these students and hearing the students speak and hear about all that they overcame are... There are there any particular students that come to mind um, that you're really proud of? Graduation is a very moving anywhere, but particularly at MAP. 
because the kids not only have had to do the the work that any student has to do to get to that point, but they've often had some really big obstacles. And to make it to graduation means that they were able to overcome a lot of those. When I think back on some of the students that we've had graduate that we had come in as freshmen who hadn't attended school for maybe over a year because of hospitalization, school avoidance, and by the time they graduate, they, you know, they never miss school. I mean, they just are very committed to being at school. School has become their safe place, the place where they've developed relationships, not only with peers, but with the teachers. For some of our students, the teachers have become, you know, a secondary set of maybe not parents, but aunt or uncle, you know, they, they've known them for four plus years if they go to the middle school as well. But I'm also remembering students who had to battle thought disorders, which are when they have delusions or auditory or visual hallucinations. And that's just such a um, heavy layer to have to work through. And that we have some that have been able to, not without a lot of challenges and sometimes hospitalizations, but they have not only been able to get to graduation, but they've been able to become employed. We've had kids that have um, gone on to college. We have a couple now that are trying to join, um, is it AmeriCorps or? Job Corps. Job Corps, um, who have been accepted, but again, with COVID, haven't been able to be begin yet. And that's so frustrating because they've worked hard to get to that mm-hmm. place. And it's a big step towards their own autonomy. But that's been put on hold. I'm really drawn to the kids that the anxiety is like getting in the school parking lot and then making it through the door. And I mean, when you when you've seen, you know, you've worked with them for three, four years, and you just see that growth, like you go from they won't get out of the car to we're entering the front door and now we're in the lobby. And now how do we get to the classroom? And I mean, sometimes really just working on your mental health is those baby steps and um, to be in a place where you're thriving in high school and you're making peer connections, like that's such, such a big thing. And then like Michelle said, watching and you said is watching them walk across the stage at graduation and looking back and seeing where they started. And then, of course, when they come and they walk back in the building, like a couple of years after they've graduated and they want to let you know how how they're doing, it just really fills, fills your cup and just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm doing something. <laughs> and this is why I like what I'm doing, right? Well, and you make me remember students who we have a process where we do a meet and greet with kids that have been referred and are considering to make sure that they're a good fit and for them to kind of check out our program because it feels very different and make sure they feel like this is a good fit for them. And some kids who come and one of the typical questions is, you know, what do you think about doing when you're done with school? And having kids come who's like, I can't even think that far. I don't have a future. I, they, they're not even dreaming to getting ready to graduate and, you know, having applied to college or having started a job or at least making steps to try to be an independent and autonomous adult. They're thinking future. They have people in their life now that that they care about and they feel cared for. And that's a pretty um, 
special thing to be able to see, right? To have kids that have found a future for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I encourage anyone who's listening to go to our district YouTube page and find the MAP graduation. I think knowing the context behind what it takes to make it through MAP, especially from where a lot of them started, I think uh, would be very worthwhile. So I'm sure there might be some folks listening who think, hey, maybe my student could benefit from going to MAP. How does that process work for a student to attend MAP? It is a unique referral process. Um, Students can't choice in, but if you have a student that you feel like could really benefit from MAP, we encourage you to talk with the student's homeschool administrator, um, school counselor, about whether or not their child would be appropriate. And they're the ones that make the actual formal referral to MAP. And then it's screened. Kids have to want to come to MAP. You can't be sent to MAP. So if you come and you meet with us and you're just like, "Uh, I don't think that this program is a good fit for me, we're not going to make you come to MAP. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have to be willing to work on their mental health. That is the core piece. So they have to be willing to be in therapy and work on their mental health issues. What do you guys tell your parents when they're looking for ways to help their student while they're at home going through a tough time that maybe other parents can use as well? I think it's really important to stay connected. I think during COVID, it's so easy to just isolate and we're kind of just drawn drawn to that. It's like, well, I can't do anything else. So I just, I spend my time in my room is what we hear from kids a lot. I'm, I'm just in my room. I'm watching YouTube. I'm watching Netflix and they're really missing just like that connection. And yeah, sometimes they can't go and see their friends right now, but can they have a phone call? Can they video chat? Can you video chat with grandma? Trying to maintain and and build those family, family connections and then continuing to just reach out and then of course just educating like we educate our families on what is their kids diagnosis what are you what are we struggling with what are the coping skills that they know how to use and how can the parents continue to support them we tell all of our kids you know like getting outside get some fresh air take some deep breaths i mean we know that even just a little bit of that once in a while just to to get a break from feeling like you're stuck in at home and that there's nothing else that you can do, right? And just expressing gratitude. Like it's really hard to do when so much has changed this year. Mm-hmm. And I think just a lot of times just reminding the the families that we work with that everybody is struggling and that I think sometimes they find it reassuring to hear that they're not the only parent asking those questions. They're not the only parent whose child is struggling. We all are. And part of the challenge is having realistic expectations of ourselves and our children. So that sometimes fits under the education piece. I think trying to develop some non-screen activities that can provide connection, which is hard, particularly with the high school years. It's not the time they typically are wanting to hang out with mom and dad, um, you know, and play games, but uh, looking for ways that you can do that, even if it's um, a half an hour, but just a time to get 
off the screens and be able to connect with one another and maybe be able to kind of mark the end of the work school day and the next part of the day. Because I think for a lot of our families where they're all living together, it just all seems the same all day, every day. And that's not always the healthy routine. So trying to break that up a little bit. What is one final parting thought you want people to leave with understanding what MAP is and about the students who go there? It's okay to just recognize that that you're struggling um, and that it's been a challenging year. And sometimes we just, we all need someone to check in with. We need someone to problem solve with. We need a space where we can feel heard. And so I think I want people to know that if your family, if your kids are receive Medicaid, if they're on state insurance, we have a therapist in almost every school in in the Spokane Public Schools District, reaching reaching out, knowing that we're licensed mental health therapists, just like you would find at any other community-based agency, and we're right in your neighborhood. We're in we're in your schools, and so just knowing that that you can you can reach out and that we want to be able to support our community through this. We're very proud of our MAP program. Uh, There's a lot of, a lot of commitment to our program. Our teachers have been with this program for a long time and have had a lot of additional education regarding mental health and trauma and how that impacts our kids. It's a pretty committed group of people who are genuinely Um, care about these kids and put a lot of themselves into what they do. Well, I'm glad you two were able to talk more about MAP, share about everything you guys do, and hopefully uh, some folks out there will take away all the important work that all of our mental health therapists do uh, in our school district. So thank you guys so much for joining me, Michelle Owen and Tara Brown. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Allie. Thank you. I really hope you do get a chance to watch last year's MAP graduation. You can find it by going to our SPS YouTube channel and searching for MAP, that's M-A-P. I have also left a link in our show notes. This Friday is our last day of school before winter break, but still make sure to follow SPS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as we'll post important information and stories throughout the break.